0: You're listening to the premiere Automotive and Lifestyle Podcast with Mark Anthony Murray and Sean Rosa. This is Through the Apex. Welcome back to another action-packed episode of Through the Apex. And happy belated Father's Day to all you daddies out there. And
1: happy Monday. It's very different today. It's not the vibes <laughs> of the Saturday. No more
0: weekend vibes back on a. Uh, uh the inception of a of a week work week <laughs> vibe right now recording on a monday is like the worst thing like i've never hated this podcast more than i do today uh yeah I'm yeah just like why do we do this again <laughs> not for the fans <laughs> not for me kidding <laughs> 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 oh man what's good how are you
1: i'm pretty good man i'm i'm trying to stay cool the air quality is is about uh a thousand gallons less of what you should actually be consuming, you know, per day. But it's, it's going to be like this the whole week. And yeah. if we're going to die from bad air, then,
0: hey. Hey, man. Let's do it. It's time to go. Summer, summer really was like, I'm here and... uh don't care what you think about it. This yeah. past Saturday, we had some great weather. We went to the uh, car show. What is it called? Uh, the Carsfera, Cars Fera. Uh, Cars Fera Auto Festival. Um, and we got it, it was a great show. We we got there a little late, so we didn't get to see a little bit of uh, everything. But we did see a lot of really awesome things rolling out. Oh yeah, which are my favorite because like it, it's it's kind of cool to see like every, like you see like a couple groups kind of roll out at a time. Yeah, so you get we to see, like little. I was going to say that
1: we were actually even though we got there a bit late. Uh we were still in a good spot to catch people leaving. Because there's only one or two ways that you could actually leave the meet because mm-hmm. it's kind of spread out. It was basically in the inner city, uh Crystal City, uh kind of intermittently spaced parking lot areas. So you kinda had to walk and navigate to see what was there. But yeah. the good thing about where we were was that because it was such a small area and it wasn't really a lot of room to navigate quickly or to do anything, you know, stupid or irrational, people kind of passed us very slowly as yeah. they left. Um
0: Actually, that was a really good area where we were because for you to come out, you had to go left right, mm-hmm. left, left and right, left, right. And then and right. So you yep. could like no Mustangs could like take anybody out. Well, they uh, you, could, yeah, you know, how they you are. You never know. The, their average age was about 79. So
1: <laughs> hopefully they weren't as sprightly as the, <laughs> you know, the, the murderers out there that buy them.
0: We saw some cool things. Uh, I was really happy cause I got to see a couple four or some McLarens, a long tail, mm-hmm. some really cool that surprised me. builds. <laughs> I got, I got uh, even the Golf R's that were there.
1: Yeah, they were really, really Really good looking. Yeah, Yeah. very nicely. I like, I really like the meaty wheel fitments that they were rocking. Agreed. Uh, and they had some really great sounds. Uh, a few standouts for me was the, uh, 55 Corvette. Oh yeah, that was great. I I only saw the back of it and I just, (laughs) you know, was, had to tear my eyes away from it. Um, lots of really nice American muscle uh showed up there i was yeah. really happy about it there were like a few m3s it's funny because the f80 guy you remember yeah i remember the guy that. in the white f80 drove past and i was like woo f80 fam and he looked at me like i was like i was <laughs> just, like i was a poor soul like i was a peasant <laughs> i was like is this how? i don't look at people like this you yeah. oh, you don't even have a competition
0: pack bro like you know? <laughs> i should be like, hold on, here's a picture. Of him. No, I'm not gonna do that. He, he was just really salty. Um, it was nice. Speaking though. of salty, though, uh, all the we saw we saw a lot of great things. We saw everything from all walks of life there. Um, but while we were filming and shooting photos of a really beautiful 52 Chevy, we'll actually share the, the story a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, either this month or early mid July, with a gentleman by the name of Jeff, an older fellow. Um, he had a really beautiful build. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get into the story too much because I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, we spent a lot of time filming his and shooting photos of his, his build, um, and across from him. And I say this like lovingly, there was, there, again, there were so many different cars and different styles and genres and <laughs> niches, but across <laughs> from him were like this EV clan group of men and it was the funniest thing because as they as we're filming, this uh, guy comes up and he's like, you guys ever talk about EVs on your show? What he said to me was,
1: how'd you like to do a segment on Starman? Cause he named his, it's the Tesla Roadster. He named it Starman.
0: Oh boy. Yeah. That's not cool at all. No. Not even, not even kind of Had cool. it on the
1: plates too, <laughs> actually. And I said, yeah, sure. We'll be over there later.
0: And Just wanted him to up.
1: leave me alone.
0: Yeah. He, I don't, he, I think he kind of, he tried to call our bluff. Yeah. And I was, but I was going to call his bluff also. Like, I'm not, I'm sorry, but like, look, look, there's nothing against EVs. We talk about it all the time. This is the way we're moving, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I just don't think I want to tear myself away from a 52 Chevy or, uh, a, even the DeLorean that was there, or the Hot Wheels Hot Rod mm-hmm. to go film three Chevy Volts. Yeah. You know, one I just, one of which had a dent in the side of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm never gonna as we were leaving and we turned the corner and i saw the light catch it. i was like somebody actually he must have annoyed some other cinematographer first and he waited just for like his, punted his, 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 punted <laughs> his his freaking pelican case into the back of it it's well, probably M. it's probably arlen <laughs> yeah right <Arlen's> pelican, <laughs> someone
0: just threw their whole rig at the damn car heather let's get out of here <laughs> um Man, yeah, so it was a cool show. Uh, again, happy Father's Day. Uh, it, it was two days ago. By the time you're, you're, you'll be listening to this, you know, Sunday would have obviously passed. Um, we got a great show today because we're going to be talking about some personal memories um mm-hmm. of our own fathers and the cars that they drove i'm really excited about that mm-hmm. um we got tons of news and of course we're bringing back the segment that everybody was ranting and raving about refreshing or repulsive uh mm. we got a lot of cool cars to talk about in there of course very quickly as we always do um not part of the news set segment these car, these news stories didn't make the podium but they're things that i wanted to gloss over uh-huh. um Number one, I'm really excited because, uh, the E3 gaming conference was last week and ah. they announced a lot of great things. I'm mm-hmm. excited. I'm a big gamer. They announced a lot of great things. But one thing that I always look forward to every year is the Forza games. Sure. And they announced Forza 4, Forza Horizon 4. And, uh, of course, if you don't know what that video game is, it's the open world, uh, street racing Forza game that's a little bit more arcade based than the Sim Racer that the, the motorsport, main, the motorsport series uh-huh. is. Uh, and I like that one because if I just want to thrash around in like the most ridiculous thing, it's more, I think it's better for customization and it's, oh, absolutely. it's really
1: weird because it's almost like Grand Theft Auto in a yeah, sense. It is, but you can really extensively modify all aspects of the car. Even more to a degree than you can in Forza Motorsport. For sure. Because it's kinda like Well they have like a lot of Rocket Bunny stuff and Liberty Walk yeah, and crazy wide. They stuff make like it that. friendly for the culture that we live in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So if you want to make a Liberty Walk M four, which a lot of people like. Yeah. you, know, you per- can. And they look great you know, when they're done properly, you can do that. You can put your vanity plates on it. You can you know <laughs> you can what I mean? Everything. Whatever you want to do. It's I really I'm definitely looking forward to
0: that too. So if you uh are interested in that you can find some more news on IGN News. That's where I get my gaming stuff from. But what's what's really exciting about this, and I'm going to say very quickly, you can again, you can look this stuff up on your own. But uh, the McLaren Senna will be donning the cover of the video game this mm-hmm. year, which is great. What a great car! They've marketed that really heavily, oh, man. Fantastic, mm-hmm. and um, it's going to feature four different seasons, and it's fe- it's actually going to take place in uh, England. Nice. So uh, and the seasons will change weekly. So you'll get autumn, winter, spring. Uh, they've and never done that before. So they haven't. Usually you have to get like the DLC packs to yeah. go into somewhere to another like location that's released afterwards. If you want to like drive in snow and stuff like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. usually it's just like the outback and like more foresty jungle area and mm-hmm. like a beach or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it looks, it looks like it's going to be a great game. So I'll, I'm excited awesome. to get deep in that. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and speaking of, if you guys haven't been paying attention, 24 Hours on Le Mans was this weekend, and uh, our guy, uh Fernando Alonso, had won with Toyota, hey. which is really, really exciting. At least he's winning somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> did not say that. So shout out to Fernando Alonso, <laughs> and uh he'll be coming back to yeah. F1 this week. I think they're doing the French Grand Prix. I can't remember. I haven't followed along as much as I would like to this season, but... Mm. Um, it's nice that he won, though, because... It's like you're driving for a Toyota, right? Yeah, Toyota, yep. TSO
1: 50 hybrid. Um, and Toyota's also come a very long way. I remember when they used to uh, they used to really dominate LMP mm-hmm. classes in Le Mans. You know what
0: I mean? And of course now, uh, Porsche has kind of you know put everybody yeah. out for quite. P- some Porsche time. and Audi have been like the top contenders in the last uh, I would say ten years or so. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Porsche being the you know the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I watched a little bit of it on Saturday, which is funny because with the crazy busy schedule we, I had I on say, Saturday. Well, the here is the, the good thing about it: it's twenty four hours. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know I mean, we'll be back later. <laughs> so, like, I was watching it while uh, Eileen was doing something on the TV, and then I went to the bathroom and took a deuce, and I was watching it on the toilet too, which is great. So, like, I just I love the fact that it was just everywhere. You know, right? right it was a right. good race. It was exciting. Uh Some people on the interwebs were complaining that it was probably one of the more boring. 24 hours of the month. And Nobody. Not ride. enough people are dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fix right. it. Do it over. <laughs> Restart the race. Kill the losers. <laughs> Dude, I swear, word, man. You, you can't please everybody. No, you, know you just can't. That's why they're not on television racing. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's get to the news, man. We got a really stacked podium because in our top three pole positions, we have some really wonderful things. You want to kick this off with number one, which really is our number three. Right. Third place. Third place. Uh,
1: Audi CEO arrested in the Dieselgate scandal uh, via Motor Trend. Rupert, how do you say that? Rupert Stadler. I feel like he's <laughs> is he is, is he American actually,
0: or is he? You know, I don't know what the last name is, but Rupert Rupert can go anyway. Right, either way. But if he's arrested, you know what he is? No, nah. he's a criminal. That <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but he's, a, he's not a molester. Oh, don't even go, don't even say the, the Ford's guy's name because that's not fair to that guy. I wouldn't even know what happened to, to Raj. <laughs>
1: Poor Rod. Oh, somebody
0: can speak to his room. <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
1: bodily fluids undisclosed. Stop. <laughs> Arrested over concerns that he may suppress evidence. Yeah. Uh, this is not when you when you have any type of affiliation with VW in this day and age. You can't give any inkling of even. Like, breathing wrong with regard to this topic of stuff. Nah, Like, you, you're under a permanent microscope now. If anything, when, when everything happened initially and the bulk and the brunt of the fines came along, that's when everybody should have just come forward. Like Agreed. Everybody just needs to come clean now because at the very least, if anything, your sentencing will probably be less severe because everybody
0: came forth simultaneously. You know what I mean? But... And he's one of 20 current former or a current he's one of 20 either current or former executives being that's under investigation at the moment man which that's i mean i don't know and th- this is crazy because this comes uh right after vw was slapped with another 1.2 billion fine so it just keeps unraveling another more just drop
1: more. in the bucket but <laughs> it really is <laughs> It really is. It's like it doesn't matter, you know how much how much we lied about it because we're still moving freaking whatever units. units. Like they were able to refund everybody, do buybacks, and they still got money. And and I and I saw a
0: new Jetta on the on the road the other day. Oh With lord, fresh tags. Nobody, probably TDI. Nobody cares. Maybe maybe <laughs> that'd be even funnier. <laughs> yeah, that thing was hideous, bro. Um, uh, actually, you know it's funny. You can ask Eileen. I, I go back and forth literally every other week, but we were driving yesterday and I saw it. And I'm like, Oh, it looks kind of good. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? You bash that car. Even right. in your sleep. Why? Oh no, it made no sense. So and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it depends on how the light hits it. I still like it. I do too. I do too. You're going
1: to end up with one. No, probably. Please don't say things like that. You never know <laughs>
0: that, that, or you'll hit it big and get an urus. Oh, here's what I do want to end up with. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> all the shenanigans up there, the VW group, uh, coming in second place. Audi is releasing a, a one. They want to go toe to toe with the other hot hatches in the segment. But what's even more interesting is they will be releasing a S one variant, which sounds very tasty. Yeah. Specifically, specifically because, uh, it's going to have around 250 horsepower from a turbocharged two-liter uh, with the Volkswagen EA888 engine in it. I believe my Jetta had that in it. Uh, I really don't know what the Volkswagen has in it. it my, my my GTI probably has the same motor, but um, I would assume that they were two-liter turbo is the same platform
1: across all of them.
0: I know it's. I know the GTI is a two-liter. I don't know what the like, like, the whole code is. It probably is the same one if they're putting it in that. Mm-hmm. Um, just tuned, obviously, a little bit more. That's probably a lot of fun because that's a little teeny thing. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about the A1 a little bit more. Um, but that's some pretty cool news. But like, let's get to first place. Let's get to the uh, pole position story here. <laughs> You've been waiting for this for a
1: while. Yes. So we finally have been able to lay naked eye. Upon the BMW 8 Series, like this car, almost kind of broke the internet in a sense because everybody posted it at the same time. Yeah, like as soon as it got, re- like as it was getting released, it's just everywhere now. Like mm-hmm. you can't unsee it; it's just all over the place. Uh, they've officially got model designations for it: uh, 850 iX Drive, M850 iX Drive uh, for 2019. Here we've got the you know fizzy bits here: 16 speaker HK sound system. <laughs> or <laughs> right for you people that have mercedes money uh bowers and wilkins diamond 1375 watt stuff like that always makes me laugh because like the audi rs7 yeah like the mercedes you know s65s and like all these super high-end cars that this type of stuff here speaks to the class that this car is
0: representing and that's exactly why i put this in here when i was writing the notes again this is actually from autoblog uh the A one news came from AutoCAR. We're gonna be sure to kind of shout out where we're getting our stuff from here. Sure. Um the reason I put this in here was exactly that. We're talking about I mean, given yes, it is a it is a very large coupe. Yes. <laughs> um but sixteen speakers in a coupe. 16. I think
1: I have I think the M has 13 or 14 really yeah well okay
0: but you have a four door so there's i four can doors. There's,
1: there's in the back doors and but stuff that's a like lot that. that's like i only
0: lot. i only need like maybe eight i think the mini has like three and a half
1: <laughs> those hatches bro <laughs> one is in the freaking
0: i don't know you have at least six there, i know i probably got like six. six i legit when i had my versa that john had four <laughs> And you could tell I had four because it sounded like it was just like you know when you have like a Bluetooth speaker and you put your hand over to cup it. That's what it sounded like when you muffle the sound. That's exactly what my versa sounded like. It was crazy. Man, we love that car. The versa was dope. I had plans for it, man. I I would I would buy one just to do stupid stuff to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, it's a silly it's a it's its own quirky car. It, it really is, is. It is. It is. It's got a group. Um, it sure does. It sure that and a cube. Those are kind of my oh, yeah. guilty pleasures. There. <laughs> um, let's get to the good bits. Oh yeah. So this has got a. Uh,
1: so it's a turbo 4.4 liter V8. Uh, this is a motor that's pretty common in the BMW lineup. Uh, X5, old BMW M5. <coughs> Excuse me. Stuff stuff like that. But uh, looks like this has a. <laughs> this has got <laughs> a 523 horsepower. Uh, probably max torque it's going to make at 5,500 to 6,000. 553 pound-feet of torque, Uh, 3.6 seconds for something that weighs as much as a house. It's freaking uh, quick, bro. It's pretty good. It'll be four-wheel drive anyway. So yep. 155 is just the max. So I think this is good. I think it's going to – I know it's going to cost too much money, yeah. but – i don't know so stuff like this is it kind of reminds me like the s-class coupe which is probably what this is going to compete with yeah uh it's going to compete with audi doesn't make a coupe this large so it'll just probably fall within the rs7 camp and well not RS7. they have the
0: a8 but i mean not a coupe you, they don't have a coupe yeah they'd version. have to make a coupe version of that yeah. which they probably won't because they hate us um yeah i mean you know with the addition of the a1 uh it it could be possible down 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 the line. I think their main focus is utility
1: and just luxury because the only coupes that they sell are the R8, the
0: A5, the TT, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I'm actually more confused. Uh, I am I am actually more confused and perplexed with the fact that Audi doesn't offer more SUVs. Surprisingly, to yeah, compete.
1: Like um, Q3, Q5, Q7. Right. Uh, too, yeah. I'm
0: surprised they don't have all the little. They niche. don't make SAVs.
1: They yeah. don't make SAVs. No activity vehicles. They're right genuinely just not interested in making anything though. Like I feel like they, I feel like we are genuinely a secondary market for them. Like mm-hmm. ev- the bulk of what they sell is utilitarian mm-hmm. and it's overseas. Because it doesn't sell here, we automatically fall down the ladder. We're just not a priority. So what they offer us here is literally the bare minimum of what is purchased by the American public, which is why every time you turn the corner in a nice neighborhood, there's a Q5. There's a Q7. There's a Q3. There aren't any all roads because, God forbid, you buy a station wagon instead of something (laughs) that's 14 feet off the ground. That's the same size and is the same motor and is going to burn more gas and be more expensive to run. But with that said...
0: How do you think, how do you think this, uh, the M850 will do?
1: Uh, I think it's going to be really nice. Ever since they, uh, showed us the, uh, Grand Coupe concept. Yes. Uh, which I still would really like to see. I, I, I had a good feeling about that because I'd never seen a concept car promoted so avidly, uh, by BMW. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really want them to maybe put the new M5 motor in it and maybe tune it up slightly and probably price it in maybe the one hundred sixty or $70,000 range because I think that would make it an adequate competitor. Probably sit at it around, uh, I don't know, maybe 630 or 640 horsepower, something like that, kind of just make it a monstrosity of a super grand tour, because that would honestly put it closer into the realm of like a Ferrari FF or something like that. And that's kind of like a really, you know, drug dealer category of big fast cars. But they make them like they make a G wagon six by six and they make stuff that like the Range Rover uh, SV coupe, which is going to be. You know about 300 grand and it's got diamonds you know rose gold encrusted badging and stuff like that like there's a market for this type of vehicle so i kind of feel like bmw has the bandwidth to be able to engineer something like this uh because what we're reading now i genuinely feel like it's the entry-level car
0: yeah i mean you have to imagine that i mean are they gonna do like a m8 designation also like a straight m8 because this is they put the m in front of this one you know but yeah so they're going to give it the dynamics and you know they've got
1: the m140 the m34 right. and stuff like that so that's okay i mean i it's just like amg's 43 line right you know what i mean uh and the audi standard s line uh and it's good because it kind of gives you the op- that opportunity to kind of play within the field without breaking the bank uh so to speak but i'm excited to see it mostly just because of the chassis Mm-hmm. like I'm excited to have a chassis like this here. Uh essentially this is almost like a 7 series coupe. Mm-hmm. More yeah, so pretty to speak. much. Yeah. Uh so it is going to fit in nicely into that section of the market. It's a small section of the market, but um I'm I want the uh car mags to start getting their hands on this and I like you said I'm I'm looking
0: forward to an M8 because I think that that's going to be I think that's going to come along. I just want to know who in the right mind would want to hurl themselves in such a large encasing of metal you know and i mean that with all love and respect just because like i'm all for it i'm here for it but i'm just saying it's like i mean it's the same argument i guess that we have with some of the super suvs and stuff like it's um it's a it's not a small car man like when you look at a five series or the m5 like that itself those are big cars man and you're talking about a car that's going to be even larger and you have i mean the seven series is a big ass car. It's very big. It, you know? I passed
1: a couple of them on the way here. Some of them were parallel parks. They took up two meters. Yeah. You know, but it's just kind of, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you got to pay two, you got to pay for two spots. You do. That, but it, I,
0: um, yeah. But I am sorry not to cut you off, yeah, but, uh, yeah. no, back in the day, my, one of my best friends and, uh, his father had a seven series. Yeah. And, uh, I, it was one of the first cars I remember getting into as a kid. And I mean that, again, first car, just a regular four-door vehicle, mm-hmm. getting to as a kid back then in the 90s and going into the back seat and just wondering, like, holy crap, there is so much leg room. Yeah. And, I mean, I was a kid, so, like, it probably felt like, you know, even more than it really was. Sure. But even then, like up to that point like they're bigger now yeah exactly exactly (laughs) or longer you know they're longer yeah yeah Because back in the 90s they had a really beautiful shape too they were like the perfect seven series are a great size they're the size of the three series
1: (laughs) yes basically they've
0: all eaten the old the
1: old uh length and then they've just kind of evolved into that which is where your two series comes from and your one series now because they're the size of what they used to be but either way i'm just excited to see it i'm i really want to uh I I guess just to go over the aesthetics very quickly, I think this is probably one of the better looking BMWs they've designed in the last 10 years. Yeah. It just, it, uh, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me more of a, uh, of BM, the true version of, of Mercedes Benz is CLS. Mm hmm. Uh, I know that the six series grand coupe was supposed to be, you know, aimed at that and stuff like that. But to me, that was kind of more like a battleship type thing. Like yeah. my buddy Darshan, you know, that M five, that M five on, on Instagram. Um, yeah, so it that, like that. I I know that's what that's intended to be, but this is literally like this is more of like a like a slinky car. Mm-hmm. Like it looks really the like you can't be. I feel like the leg room makes up for you being a tall person. Uh, because if the roof was any lower, you wouldn't be able to fit in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to, yeah. to stick your head through the sunroof and drive or something. I, I,
0: I love the I, – I just love what they're doing. Um, And this might contradict some of my past statements as far as, like, a lot of the vehicles starting to look alike. But I think what's really cool, if you look at the uh, BMW line all the way down from, like, their one series all the way through the eight, Mm-hmm. they if you put them all together and look at all of them down the line they almost all and even even the x uh series uh savs um they all look like they're getting faster like the way yeah. they, the 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 body lines and the slopes and the curvatures of like like the way the hips move in the back and mm-hmm. it's just like oh my goodness it's just a beautiful thing yeah, and i yeah. think that is something that excites me for sure, you know, most definitely. I hope we get a true grand coupe version of it too. That'd be really nice. Like, why not? You know, yeah, that, I mean, that's what
1: they—that's what they initially showed us. <laughs> they did exactly.
0: You know what I mean? I'm so. actually surprised that they went forward with the two door first. Uh, Maybe they thought it'd sell first. Why not? I mean. Why the hell not? You know, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't give us what they what, what
1: we want anyway. So that's right. that's usually second.
0: It's funny because I'd I'd actually probably have the grand coupe version. No, of... I, I don't. I don't want the coupe. Yeah, I yeah. like the way it looks. I like the way it looks. I
1: agree. I would the the that uh that concept and the rendering in the video and stuff yes. that that killed it. was like I just I, when the coupe came out, I was like, okay,
0: fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Um. Great breakdown. That was really good to listen to, even for myself. Even though I've heard you talk about this car before, sure, um, yeah, that was really, really great. It's um, really fun to talk about. Hey, it's great. To, it's great to talk about stuff that you love. You know, like yeah, when you're into something, and you know, it's it makes things so much better. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, especially from a company like that. Um, yeah, I know we got a lot of Audi and BMW news uh, here today. Uh, But let's get right into refreshing or repulsive, where we have even more Audi news. Hey, Um, Staying on track, uh, Audi A1, refreshing or repulsive? I think it's refreshing uh, just because it kind of
1: they are. You should not be for want with regard to their offering in the hatchback segment if you don't live in america (laughs) uh i am just gonna say that i'm not gonna kind of bash something just because we don't get it but i think it fits into a really nice segment really beautifully designed i saw pictures of it before we started to record and it just looks really it might be a bit too much aggressiveness for such a small car uh but again i mean i'd have to see it in person it's probably gonna pull it off really well but i think it's really good in the market that it exists in um i think it might be a bit too small it's tiny uh yeah it looks just, tiny just because an a3 to me is already small enough i mean that's like your gti as yeah. your your you know your mini cooper or clubman's or whatever uh but
0: yeah i i like it a lot i, I gotta go refreshing as well um i like it because well, i I'm, more the merrier i'm gonna say it. you know the more the merrier for me sure and uh i love how angry it looks uh it looks how, very upset it looks very upset it lo- it, it's like an angry kitten yeah you know what i mean that yellow Uh, color yeah and what i like about it is uh just the front end looks really proper and it sits really well uh i for one am really excited to see what uh the modders will do to it um just because it it already has a great look you don't have to do much to it trust me it's it's oh yeah to taste you know sure uh but yes refreshing without a doubt uh but also repulsive that we won't get it yeah because uh it's small but i would love to have a crack at it why not Especially I mean, living in this little area, I mean, it, people. I don't know.
1: I, I'm always conflicted with when manufacturers do this because I feel like if you bring it here, it's going to sell. Like people are going to buy it. I feel like you're not going to lose that much money by bringing it here and regulating it so it can be on the streets in the United States. But yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, that's far above
0: our pay well, grade. It's funny because I was doing research for the show today. I read something. I can't. I wish I had written it down. Uh, I, I scoffed over it because it was silly to me. But the headline was that. uh Americans love small cars, but America is not making small cars. America is also not small. Uh, <laughs> that is exactly right. right. Um, oh, that's why we don't get them. That might no. That's not it. <laughs> that's, that's honestly not it. I know. That's I, not it. It's just funny. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. It honestly, <laughs> the reason why small cars don't sell in America is because. We have a somewhat of a God complex when it comes to driving on the roads. I think yeah. people love the idea of driving something bigger. F-150, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I'm not, and I'm not talking about SUVs because, uh, let's be honest, SUVs, SUVs are hatchbacks that are raised. I'm, you know what I'm no, saying? No, they are, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Some of your obviously more luxury versions of everything is going to be a little bit bigger, but that's my reasoning on why uh, we don't get them right you know you're right you're right uh speaking of another car refreshing or repulsive the 2019 suzuki jimmy man this thing is incredibly refreshing (laughs) i love this thing it's a fun car i would like to get one of these and put uh my honda monkey motorcycle on a little uh Trail on the back and oh, go do crazy go. things. You'd oh my God. Go yeah, that, dude. <laughs> what I love about this thing so much is it actually reminds me of those earlier RAF wars back in the nineties that Toyota were making. Mm. Real quirky vehicle. You have some utility, but you also have, uh, more fun and excitement and a much smaller, you know, metal encasing as the second time I've referenced that phrase today. <laughs> but, um, it looks truly, really, it looks really cool. Uh, it, it reminds me of a RAF war mixed with the old CJ style Jeep and, Um, all types of things, a little bit of the G wagon in there as well. I think in the headlights, if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. uh, good looking, quirky, little fun car. I'm all for that. I'm here for it. Refreshing. Yeah,
1: I agree. It is refreshing. Uh, the first thoughts that came to uh, mind for me when I saw this was a combination of the FJ, uh, cruiser, the G wagon from the rear, Yes. Uh, basically, you, you take those two components out and you build it upon there, shorten the wheelbase some. It, this does look like it's a bit smaller. Uh, but also, uh, I forgot the name of that little cute small Jeep. I don't think it's the Compass. Maybe it is the Compass. Hmm. Uh, but the front grille that this has on it, kind of like with the uh, the single frame uh, grille that kind of also circles the headlights and kind of loops it all yes. into that long rectangular shape. Uh, that really reminds me of the smaller Jeep. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's the Compass or the Liberty or one of those Jeeps. But essentially, they've basically, Liberty. it's the Liberty, I right? think it's Liberty, yeah. Yeah. So they've taken all of the great elements uh, of all of these vehicles and they've kind of put it into one car. Uh, and it's going to be a Suzuki, which is also really interesting because it's Suzuki. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is not really an organization that you hear a whole lot of or about uh, with regard to putting out cool stuff anymore anyway. Not since the days yeah. of
0: the Escudo. Oh man, and, uh stuff like that. I think they were uh for a long time in the last couple of years. I can't remember if they were like their tr- the Suzuki trucks that we were getting were just rebadged Nissans or Toyotas. I can't remember which, but mm-hmm. um I mean they're not that's not their main thing. You you about motorcycles. They, they got you, you know. Oh yeah, you all can day. get whatever you want. You, <laughs> you want. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um did you see the render of the future electric Porsche 911 that a artist did online? I'll check now while you yeah. While you speak on it. Sure. I'm going to say it's refreshing or uh, repulsive. I got to go refreshing. Um, Really, really cool. Look here. Uh, Just some of the stylistic choices. And I got to tell you, there are not a lot of choices that were made because they really do look like exactly what they look like now uh, with what he did. But one thing that I loved was he just like the light bar in the back looked a little bit more futuristic. And then the headlights he had put like this. um, Basically the headlights were really just a circle outline um there wasn't a true um there wasn't a full light. Yes, exactly that. Which I kind of like. It was different but not like a full departure from like like if anything, the Porsche Taycan looks like a much more futuristic Porsche than the rendering he did, but it was subtle and I love it. Refreshing.
1: Yeah. I actually I think this is refreshing too. Uh mostly because it's really it's really hard to make something look new when it's old. Uh, the people that design 911s and, and the the, uh, the facelifts and the, re- the new different iterations and stuff like that, they've got a really tough job. They probably have one of the hardest jobs in the automotive industry because this is something that has an extremely uh, sensitive following. Like, you can't change this too much, and you can't get this wrong. You know what I mean? But I think this would be a great direction that they could travel into maybe in the next 15 years or so. Uh, The rear, I'm in love with the rear. Obviously, you'd need a windscreen, uh, (laughs) and you can't just have sport stripes going over the back window. But maybe that's actually a sliding opening, or maybe it's camouflaged or electrically. I mean, this is something that could be done, but the light bar is absolutely fantastic. And I like the idea... Of the filled-in headlights as well. Yeah. Because you can put a bulb in that's bright enough to actually illuminate everything. Oh, for sure. You know sure. what I mean? You don't need a projector. You don't need an actual housing. Uh, but I think it looks really good. I think it's
0: refreshing. I think oh, I. I think we're uh, on a, an agreement for a lot of these, actually. Um, I'm going to go through this one really quickly. Uh, the redesigned Lincoln MKC, uh, which will now be known known as the Corsair, um, it's one of their more uh, crossover stylized SUVs. Um, I don't know where I land on this. I like it. I don't. I don't think these cars look bad. I don't think they're repulsive, but I also don't think they're refreshing. If anything, this is clearly just a slight refresh of their own uh, this generation. And I think one of my biggest gripes with this vehicle is that they almost kind of try to look like a Cayenne or a Macan in the back with the way the, the taillights kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, not by much, but just by a little bit obviously uh, those vehicles that I mentioned by Porsche do not have the bar straight across, but there's some shapes in there that kind of remind me of it. Um, I'm going to have to land in the middle. Uh, I think if you're going to rebrand your car, or a a vehicle, I think you want to give it a fresh look, Uh, especially because Lincoln is killing it Mm -hmm. with the new Continental Navigator and Aviator. Uh, I love what they're doing, and I think this would have been a good opportunity for them to go forward with that new design queue. Um, With that said, I will say that I do respect that they have an option like this, the Corsair MKC, because what it's basically saying is that while we have departed from a lot of these more circular and rounder body styles, we do have something for the more, more of the um, our usual clientele. Sure. You know, and I respect that. I think that's smart. That they do that. Yeah, I didn't want to say it. Oh, but yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well done.
1: Um, I'm indifferent on this just because I think it's really good looking, but I
0: kind of think that it's just something that I would expect them to design. Agreed. So that's it. That's it. It's right, a great take. Um, <laughs> I think we're probably going to land on the same thing for this one. This is the Tesla Model S Shooting Brake. Uh, I gotta say, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about this. This looks beautiful. It looks like it, it looks like it has a soul.
1: Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I was actually going to say that it's <laughs> going to say that it's repulsive, mostly because it looks like it has too many souls because it's a hearse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was trying to find an angle uh, of this car that, that that makes it not look like a hearse. Like look, I'm so just going to sh- show Sean this picture.
0: Yeah, you know it's funny that I feel like that's a completely different picture than the one I saw. I don't know why <laughs> did I don't, did you? not get that vibe, dude. <laughs> okay, so here's a so this is a different, <laughs> different render. Look, that's the one I saw. Okay, that has like a little bit of a more of a sportier right. backside. So
1: hopefully, the funny thing is is that the one that Sean actually saw is more of a shooting brake than the actual car that was built. Um, I kind of feel like this car that's built was just somebody's experimentation. But it looks like magazines have actually tested this blue one that's coming up on the Internet, uh, which is unfortunate because the green one that I saw looks a lot more like a shooting brake because the roof kind of tapers as opposed to just going straight back out like it's got some coffins in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy. Uh, but yeah okay if it's based on the render that i'm looking at which is kind of this green one then i'd say it's refreshing because that looks that looks Could really good i see good. that one yeah this
0: yeah that's the one i keep seeing because i keep seeing like a live version of that yeah and it th- looked really yeah good. this blue one maybe somebody else someone must have made this just
1: out of a standard model s because i think so it just kind of looks like they took a van roof and just kind of welded it on there Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah i'll say refreshing hopefully this is just a joke it's all the same car anyway (laughs) so hopefully
0: that just means somebody made it um yes i like i like it i'm i have nothing else to say about that uh as we move out of our refreshing or repulsive um segment and right into the paddock our main event tonight we're gonna get into some father's day chatter for the next 10 minutes um uh, we actually went ahead and tried to reach out to people to see what yeah, they would let say. Let me say this real quick. Hold on. So I <laughs> I put a up a
1: status, you know, on Facebook, and if you guys are listening and you liked it and didn't say anything, shame on you. But it literally says I'm gonna read it now. It's a wonderful. I'm wonderful gonna post. see I'm gonna <laughs> see if I can get if this makes any sense because I did technically ask a question on this status, but I think people just got lost in the first half of it. So it goes. All right. Yeah. So while it loads, essentially, Sean and I were soliciting some information from the fans with regard to, you know, what their experiences are. uh, Recollections of automotive experiences with their dads, uh, anything that might stick out, whatever it is that you guys got going on. Uh, And we put it up on social media, you know, for some participation. So I basically said, happy Father's Day to all the dads, including my own, uh, Everton Murray. For this week's topic on Through the Apex, I'd actually like to ask you what some of your best memories are with your fathers and their slash your cars. We'd like to share some of these on the upcoming week's podcast, on the upcoming week's show slash Father's Day special. Let's hear it. This is Amos Townsend and 14 others like this. (laughs) And there's one comment. uh, It's from Everton Murray. It says, thanks, son, dad
0: okay first and foremost i love parents on social media yeah like it's just like (laughs) it's the most like right like what are you doing here Um, my dad does the same thing my mom does the same thing it's great like i asked him i was like how do you access
1: facebook because somebody like made a fake page of him and stuff and was like adding all his friends oh shoot and got and i got a request too so i was like well he was uh, i was like you have to log in and report the page he's like well how do i log into facebook i said well how do you use it he's like well i just use it from the email and i was like all right dad we're
0: just gonna have to figure this out later and i just like i ended up going on the laptop and is yes. anyway. whole whole time the, your dad is not the one that messaged you uh, it was somebody else yeah it was like, somebody like, somebody <laughs> still this was like oh there's another page of me and like people were anyway oh my goodness i i did something i did the same thing and i got no love and uh you know what i noticed uh, when you do things like that on holidays no one can be bothered um but i will be here <laughs> i will answer your question because i do have a few things some great memories with my dad um awesome uh in just growing up man like for me and my dad uh cars were a really big part of uh, everything especially on the weekends mm-hmm. uh my dad was very handy and he would always work on my, mo- my mom had an old pontiac LeMans, which n- doesn't is not if you remember correctly uh not a cool car at all no uh, especially in the early 90s she had a white one it this was before it was the uh at some point, it became the two door version of what the Monte Carlo was. I think, or I can't remember. Or was it the four? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> or maybe the Monte Carlo was a two door version of the four door variant of the Le Mans, or whatever. But they've been they've been you know screwing up that stuff since the freaking seventies and eighties,
1: bro. Ugh. It's like let's do a two door version of the four door version of the wagon that we <laughs> built for the nineteenth.
0: Let me, the 14th let me power or
1: carry the 12
0: but you know what's great? Like, just re- reminiscing on this alone, Pontiac, like, they had some great nameplates. Yeah, the Grand Prix, the Monte Carlo, the Le Mans, and all these cars practically blue chucks, <laughs> like, except for the Monte Carlo, which is a great car. Um, no, I'm not. Carlos a Chevy. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, did Pontiac make one? No, that you know, that's where I'm getting my confusion. The Le Mans was a Pontiac badged. Uh, Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo at some point, but, it, but they, I think they had a four door version of it. Uh, okay. that's what it was. Yeah. Cause we saw one on Saturday, the green one. Yeah. There. No, that was, yeah. that was dope. <laughs> that was, that's, that's when they were in their heyday, but I digress. My dad was really good with like stuff like that, just like fixing and toying, toying with cars and kind of modding and stuff. And for me, I think he had a really cool, um, uh, some cool cars that he he's had over the years that i know of that i actually had to share some time with uh the nissan hard, hard body was great mm. uh i think that was i pull up my text actually i have to text him i, I didn't remember exactly the year <laughs> uh the hard body was an 87 yeah which was great and then he had an all black celica with leather interior interior that was an, uh, an 83 mm. so and celicas were still pretty dope yeah um and I just remember, like, burning myself on the Celica seats every time because <laughs> uh, it was always so, so hot. And yeah. then one of my favorite cars that he had was a 79 Oldsmobile Cutlass. Oof. And it was dope because, like, it was the one with the, um well, all of them that year from that time had like, the bench seat in the front. Yeah. So, like, when you got to sit in the front, you just didn't sit in the front. You, like. You know, you could sit in the middle, like, especially right. when we went out, I mean, myself and my mom and my dad, or if, like, everyone was going out, like, it was, like, everybody. Everybody's in deep. the front. Yeah, dog. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, that was dope. That's um, awesome. My, I think the Chevy S10, I spoke about this on the show before. He had it mm-hmm. heavily modded. It was another one of my favorite cars that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I kind of, I mean, all, like, his S10 was lowered and, like, that's the car that I remember, like, the most, like mods with like it was pretty right. pretty impressive <laughs> and then uh i remember he parted it out uh, uh to somebody else who had a, one with the same color so all his whole body kit oh, wow. and everything he Jesus. just like it was a perfect swap right It that's was really nice though it's it like, was it, it's good to ensure that stuff like that can kind of be you know what i mean to live on yeah elsewhere. especially with somebody else that's a, another enthusiast sure and the card for me that has a lot of um love is the ford f-150 and that's because number one i learned how to drive on that thing hey. in dc and number Woo. two i tried to steal it once did you really i did we were uh me and my buddy andres we were probably in high school maybe 15 16 i think i just had my permit oh, it was like a saturday during the day and i was like yo um let's go to 7-eleven like let's just go uh-huh. let's just go get slurpees or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and my dad was <laughs> in his work van so he left the truck at home and I had been driving or whatever, so and I had a permit again. So I was like, "Yo, let's just go." So we got into the car and I started it up. But my neighbor was walking out at the same time, uh, and um she's like, "What are y'all doing?" I was like, "Oh, we're just we're just in here to listen to some music. Like, we just want to listen to some music." And she was like, oh, "Okay." And then uh, she ended up telling my dad. My dad was mad. Like yeah but he was like yo you just can't just that's man. dangerous don't do that dog. Like, what's wrong with you Yeah, get rid of that neighbor i know right um it's okay i i, I crashed their um the charger um <laughs> that's a whole other story uh, and uh actually i mean this is not father's day stuff but i did i did steal i did successfully steal my mom's 300 uh back really? back in oh five oh six, yeah like oh, midnight man. we me same boy same guy andres yeah <laughs> we got in the car and we went this for a bad ride. influence your circle is uh you know what it wasn't just a bad influence It's just that like I was very good at convincing people that this was oh, a great okay. freaking idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah.
0: That's a dot. Oh man, that was awful. Um but those are the five <laughs> cars that I remember vividly uh That's hilarious. You know, some things from my from my life that like, you know, we talked to Jeff who had his 52 Chevy in the family forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like th- th- there's all of these cars like I w- like I would love I would love to have the Nissan hard body still on deck. Like that joint was dope. Yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely the Celican. Kind of course, the, the Cutlass, the, the cutlass boy. Oh man! Like that's a car that you don't even have to know what that is. Nah, it just gets attention. And it people. was green too. Uh, like, um it was like the dope. It was like it was so like, I don't know. It was it iconic. Was, it was. It really was. Iconic is a good term for that. Yes.
1: Yes. I think uh, good times, man. As for, I mean, for me. My father's he's a little bit older so he had my brother and my sister uh when he was kind of like in his prime for his car ownership. Yeah. Um so I just seen a lot of pictures. Um when I came along and I guess when I was really starting to get into them uh he had a <laughs> he had a Honda Civic actually. Oh nice. But it was I mean it was just like a LX as a base model. My mom had a Toyota Corolla it was a 1999 and 1994 respectively. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like dad had kind of Before, he had a couple E30 BMWs from the 80s. He actually had a Lotus Elan. Oh, wow. Um, and there were a few pictures of that. It was a, it was a pale yellow, but I just remember pictures of it. And there were a bunch of, it was a Ford Lotus Cortina, a lot of cars that he's had that I've never actually got to sit down and speak to him about specifically just because it was literally an eternity ago with relation to, you know, our age gap and, you know, my siblings being born and stuff like that. Uh, but I do have an experience that I'll share instead of physical cars since I don't have like, uh, photographic memories of these things like Sean does. Um, <laughs> It was when my brother was learning a manual transmission. And I'm going to recount the story because if there was going to be anything that either, uh, you know, cemented or broke my desire to love automobiles, it was this event right here. (laughs) Uh, I remember, I think it was a Toyota Corolla, probably a 1987 or something like that. It was a five speed. uh, And my brother was insistent and determined to learn stick. He doesn't really listen to this podcast, so he might hear the story and he might not. Uh, if he doesn't listen to it, I'm not going to tell him I told the story. So he's just going to (laughs) know if he listens to it, Uh, but my dad's going to hear it and he'll probably laugh (laughs) with the story. But I was in the backseat. I was probably about four years old or something like that. And I know a lot of you listening know how to drive stick. And a lot of you that know how to drive stick know what it took to get to that point. Uh, this is not something you learn overnight. This is not something that you can watch a YouTube video from. You literally have to try. (laughs) Yeah. You have to literally try and fail and you have to become one with the automobile you're driving. Everybody, I mean, that's, you know, old, young, man, woman, whatever. You guys know this. Uh, sometimes you're not meant to drive stick. I mean it's just after a certain while if 20 years have gone by and you still jerk out of first because you leave the clutch in for too long you're not meant to drive stick. <laughs> uh we were in a parking lot and I just remember being in the back seat and dad's, you know, telling my brother Darren, you know, how to how to move forward and stuff. And for some reason all I remember was the traumatizing jerk, shake and grind for about <laughs> Thirty-nine thousand two hundred twenty-five hours of agony in the parking lot that I just don't remember. I actually couldn't tell you what my surroundings were after a while because I literally had my head buried in my hands in the back seat. <laughs> had a
0: concussion? I was lit, no, I was just scared.
1: Like I, because he felt like. I mean, again, not the concussions are a laughing matter. No, not that, but this was. Um. So you've known how it is in a car when you stall it. I mean, it feels like you've destroyed the car, mm-hmm. but. What's even worse is the jerk to a stall because it's like, okay, you start to go, but then you start to jerk because you still have the clutch in, but then if you let the gas out too quick or the clutch out too quick, bam. So you literally jerk for like three or four seconds, and then it just feels like the car explodes. And right. then this happened about seventeen thousand times. Jeez, and uh <laughs> my dad starts to lose patience. And you know, our brother is just like nah. You know, uh, I know, I know in his head he's like f that. I'm gonna learn this today. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, to this day he still jerks coming out of first gear. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I just make, I haven't driven with him in a while. But I'll just I'll tell this story too. My brother is he's, he's he's a great guy. Um, but I remember he uh, went out, he went out uh, overseas on a trip with some buddies for some cinematography work that he was shooting a documentary for. And he left his car here and he was like, you know, drive, take my car, you know, to come pick us up. You know, the car's at the house. So dad dropped me off. And uh, his Corolla was a five speed, a six speed. Uh, it was about a 2014 at the time or something. Really smooth transmission. Like when I drive certain stick cars, I'm like, man, my car is really hard to drive compared mm-hmm. to this. And I drove it really smoothly. Everything was great. So when we got to the airport and I got in the back and he got in the front with his buddy and then, you know, leaving the airport roundabout, as soon as he pulled off, it just started. It just started you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's just jerky in the, the, the downshifting. It's just, got, it's just like, of those things where you're like you know what this is just i'm gonna do it like this is just
0: me i'm you know I'm. some old habits never die bro that's like, funny man
1: i say that to say that my dad didn't teach me how to drive stick i taught me how to drive stick uh i left the car in the parking space at home and i got in it and then that was it it was just me and and the car and that was it so you just practice right there yeah because i i feel like i understood the principle more than the average person so i knew what needed to be done to get to that point it was just learning how to monitor and modulate
0: the car you know what it is your dad did teach you he just taught it it, it was through like osmosis of him you hearing him correct your (laughs) brother 20 25 years ago (laughs) (laughs) never again that's we'll the same was. thing
1: for my son or my daughter. I'm gonna be like, the key here, the key here, are the keys don't come back till you learn it. I'm not moving it. That's just gonna be it. Just figure yeah. it out. Yeah. And if not,
0: we'll just go get you an automatic. Oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I think it's one thing that like, I love about, <laughs> like, you know, I I'm almost 30 now and I'm thinking about just like this next <laughs> phase of my life and like having kids and like having those memories with them and stuff like, um, I mean a big reason why I bought the GTI was because like I needed something that's not modded, but also like I need something that's going to be reliable and absolutely fun. But like I, I even said to Eileen, I'm like, I I really think that this is going to be at least one of the cars that our kids will see. Oh yeah, you know, because I could keep that. I mean, you. Oh yeah, something that'll yeah, last. I'm planning to keep that for a long time, even after it's paid off. Like I'm, that's going to be my project car, and I want them to remember, like, oh, you know, you, um, you can have a story. You know what I mean? Exactly. With regard
1: To transport and passing down, and just like
0: Jeff, just know, like Jeff did. About. And uh, actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, shout out to my older, oldest brother who had uh, who had passed years ago, mm. but uh the volkswagen thing is actually a lot deeper than just like be loving my first one that was a jetta he actually had a Golf Mm -hmm. as well uh in the 90s and uh he spent a lot of time and i spent a lot of time with him as well in it um to the point because he was a dj also there's a lot of parallels Mm -hmm. and it was funny because like we used to go out and stuff and i think like we were listening to music and like I was just like bouncing around so much, mm-hmm. and like I messed some, I messed up some one of the components in the passenger seat, Uh-oh. and like I just remember him like not scolding me, but like, like kind of like yo, what the hell did you do? You know, like, right, 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 like you're just sitting there dancing up and like and chilling in the car and stuff like we're driving, and like all of a sudden like the seat doesn't go back properly. You know what I mean, like. But, like, that's just the kind of person he was. We were just kind of like... It was like, whatever goes. You know what I'm saying? So... You're just in there breaking his ish. <laughs> yeah, for real. You're just, you're just enjoying life and just breaking stuff. <laughs> just like... I think I was probably like eight, maybe younger. I don't know. Just like really rambunctious and stuff. But uh, I remember it was a red... uh Red golf with... Um, Bro. <laughs> with beige interior. It was dope as hell, man. So... Um, wait, wait. I, I got one more
1: story. All right. So this is related to my brother because i just remember it so he had a subaru an impreza a 2.5 rs oh nice which is a very rare car yeah and it was a five speed and uh there was like a few like years ago i was really struggling to find work and i uh had gotten a job uh interview or like i been speaking to uh, the manager of the service department of a car dealership to be a uh, Basically, not, not a valet, but essentially to move the cars around for the customers and stuff like that. So they're like, can you drive stick? And I was like, no. You know, so I told my brother, I was like, hey, man, I could get a job, but I just got to learn how to drive stick. So we took the Subaru out.
0: No to, way.
1: To a parking lot. <laughs> it's just funny because like he didn't take really good care of it anyway. So it was already like kind of messed up. But however, we got in the car and he, that was when, uh, it was probably like three, two years or three years before like I actually learned and taught myself, but, he he was in the passenger seat and he's like, "All right, so look at my hands." And he tried to show me how you know how to how to move the clutch around and stuff like that. And I remember <laughs> I like stalled. It, I think two or three times, but like the third the third stall was really like <laughs> like the look that he gave me, bro. <laughs> I, I, I can't recreate that to save my life. But like the way he looked at me, he was like. <laughs> Yo, I'm just laughing so hard because of the like he looked like somebody snatched his soul. <laughs> like what he, did you do to him, bro? He was like, shown. And he's like, "No, we're going over." Right. <laughs> he's like, "No, we're not staying out here anymore." He was done. Like he legit but that stall was probably like one of the worst stalls ever, probably because he'd already been killing the clutch yeah. and leaving first all these years. <laughs> the third stall, it was like
0: Oh, no. like
1: three stage breaks and stuff like that for real like 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 three different stages of breaking oh down. shoot that's so crazy like oh nah, man we're going back <laughs> home <laughs> but uh, um, listeners i'm sorry for the laughing no man that's like great that. but that yo like you're sure they're laughing too i would make his face into a meme <laughs> that evening but that that's all for me that, that that's all folks
0: that's all man on that note on that note thank you thank you guys for listening uh thanks for tuning in and thanks to all of you for not uh participating in our stories because you guys yeah, suck man. you wouldn't have you would not have had a better story than that anyway <laughs> exactly than either one i agree i agree uh with that said happy father's day to everybody hope you guys enjoyed your weekend uh, just as Mother's Day is every day, Father's Day is every day, just take care of your parents, man. Like, yeah, this is really important. Those memories are so important. Cherish that stuff with your parents and, uh, man, just keep living, having a good time. Uh, you could find me at the Sean Rosa Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, makeshiftfilms.net. We could find us at through the underscore apex. Uh,
1: you could find me at Mark Anthony underscore Murray on Instagram. Uh, website is machinegain labs.com. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns or suggestions or anything positive, you can send it over to uh, askapexpod at gmail.com. Um, yeah. That means, Peter, you can send us some more email.
0: Yeah, please. We love you. We love Peter's this emails. Is Peter. Peter's, Peter's our number the number one. In, right? This is an A.K.A. This is only Fan. He's he's gonna replace one of us on this damn show. It's probably gonna be me. He's, he knows more than both of us put together. Anyways, <laughs> today's episode will be
1: on how to uh, you know stroke and bore a, a two point five liters.
0: <laughs> <sighs> hey, I, I bring something very uh, important to this, and that's editing and that's what i bring to the table hey, amen and writing that you know what i mean bro, literally do getting all the important stuff i literally just come here and just talk bs hey man i can't i can't do it without you bro and this is episode 20 by the way guys we've made it 20 episodes hey thank you we're almost at a thousand followers on instagram oh yeah um so big that's things crazy. on the horizon
1: yes and thank you
0: very much for listening
1: and as sean said hopefully everybody enjoyed their father's day and you know definitely stay cool because we got We got 90 plus degrees and storms and bad air quality. You know, hopefully we make it to 21, you know, no pun from the hood. You lie, 21, 21,
0: 21. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Through the Apex. New episodes available every Tuesday. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at through the underscore apex.